folks, this is your sign to get a dog. They are cute. They are adorable. This is the opposite of a victory puppy. But you know what? She's still a good dog. Say hi to the world, Zuri. It is opposite of... Zuri, say hi to everyone. It is opposite of victory puppies. We're going to talk about the Ducks' latest loss to the Flames with a special guest on this episode of Locked on Anaheim Ducks. Yay! Yeah, I know. Your Locked on Ducks, your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked on Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. I'm Jason. This is Zuri. She's she's tired of this team. I know. And <laughs> over that that was timed perfectly. Very. And on the screen to my right, he is part of the Steve Dangle podcast network. This is Audie James. Hello. And, thank you for uh, thank you for having me. And Zuri's going to go down there uh, before we talk ducks and flames hockey. Uh, just a reminder that today's episode is brought to you by, I can read folks, it is brought to you by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code LOCKEDONNHL to get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. All right, so I have Audie here because I cannot talk about this Ducks team for a whole 30 minutes. Why not? So I have someone to help me out <laughs> talk about this terrible team and the team they played against. Um, for those, in case you missed it, Ducks lost 3 nothing to the Calgary Flames. Uh, before we get started, uh, tell us about yourself and what you do. Yeah, hey, uh, thanks for having me. This is great. Um, yeah, I'm Audie. I uh, co-host uh, Game Over Calgary on, as you mentioned, on, on SDPN Sports um, alongside my pal Peter Klein. Um, and yeah, we just we recap Calgary Flames games, and it sounds like we're going to be recapping... Uh, I'm going to call it a Calgary Flames game because it wasn't really much of an Anaheim Ducks game. No. I'm being honest. No, but you have a history in Anaheim. (laughs) I do, yeah. You almost almost caught a home run ball by Mike Moustakis. My my almost home run ball. You want me to quickly tell that story? Sure. Okay, okay. Since it has to do with injuries. It was actually the first time that you and I met. It was after, well, this this happened before we met but i digress um yeah mike moustakis uh i was sitting in 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 right field with my wife at an angels game uh we were on a trip before our wedding and we uh we moose hit this absolute nuke and i see the ball coming towards me and i'm like oh yeah oh oh, yeah it's coming right at me and uh i throw my hand up to try to catch this ball while it bounces out of my hand into the lady's lap sitting next to my wife and she celebrates, and you can see the ESPN highlight of, of my wife looking at me like this, and I'm just, like, throwing my hands up in shame because I didn't catch a home run ball. Um, fast forward to the next half inning, he, uh, or she, sorry, uh, is approached by a representative from the Angels who uh, then said, yeah, Mike Moustakis actually has requested that ball, uh, and she said, what's in it for me? And apparently what was in it for her was a signed Mike Trout baseball in which she left with and i left with a bruised hand and a beautiful picture with me and jason so that segue since you had your <laughs> own injury that segues into our first topic which is injuries you see what i did there yeah you did great i like it so there is some rather bad news and we'll start off with the big story uh, leo carlson did leave the game in the third period he sustained a 
pretty serious leg injury. As of this recording, we have no updates on Leo Carlson yet. Um, the replay looked pretty bad on Leo Carlson. So I'll try to describe this play a little bit. You can have your take on it. But mm-hmm. in the third period, I think it was Mackenzie Weger who had lost an edge. And Weger was falling to his left. And Leo Carlson was trying to um, gather himself and pick up the puck. And Leo Carlson's leg bent differently. His knee actually appeared to bend um, almost perpendicular. Like, it looked really bad. Yeah. And Leo Carlson could not get up. He could not put any weight on his right skate. He left the game with a leg injury, did not return. No update as of right now. So, uh, first off, when you saw that, what was your immediate reaction when you saw that? So, full transparency, I didn't really see it in it happen live. I, I heard on the broadcast um, that Carlson had went down. And the way that Rick Ball and Kelly Rudy had explained it on the Flames home broadcast was that it was just kind of a odd play going for the puck along the boards. Um Obviously, no malicious intention there from from Uyghur. It was just a, it was just an, you know, caught an edge on on. It was it was harmless on his end. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, then we 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 start seeing the replay, and I could see the way that they showed it in slow motion to kind of give me and my wife enough of a chance to turn our heads because it, it was just such a gruesome looking um, bend to the leg that's not supposed to bend in that direction. So. Um, we turned our heads, obviously we didn't want to see that, but yeah, after, after seeing that he had, was down for as long as he was and just, you know, you saw Elias Lindholm actually kind of wave to the bench almost immediately when, when he went down and the whistle was blown. Um, not good, not, not good. And, and we, we obviously hope for the best for him, uh, you never want to see that kind of stuff happen. It's it's just, especially for someone so young, and, and mm-hmm. I know we mentioned it on my show, uh, just so uh, up and coming, and, and especially with this young core here in Anaheim, a uh, big piece of that, and, and you know, hopefully doesn't miss any significant time, but, but we'll see what, uh, what the injury is. Yeah, and this on the heels of the Ducks recovering from a couple of injuries of their own. Yeah. Um, I got to remind Ducks fans, this was supposed to be a big night for the Ducks because they had just gotten Jamie Drysdale back. Oh, by the way, JD's back. Hooray. Only playing two games this season. Drysdale's finally back on that top defensive pairing with Cam Fowler. And also the return of Mason McTavish, by the mm-hmm. way. He had missed the last couple of weeks. So for McTavish to come back, in my opinion, one of the most important players for the Ducks this season. Good to see him back out there on that top six. Good to see him back out there on that power play. That was really encouraging to see almost the entire team back. And once they shook the rust off, they were looking okay for a while. Mm-hmm. And then that injury happened and it it just came crashing down. All the All the vibes, like they were already kind of down. But after that injury... It's it almost seems hopeless already at this point of the season. Yeah, it's 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 a tough you know, like you mentioned, the Ducks have, have, have battled with it all year and you know, a close division divisional rival. We we, we keep tabs on each other. Um and you know it, it's 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 especially what I'm trying to say is as I fumble over my words, um 
it's especially difficult, like I mentioned about that young core that's kind of trying to come together here. You want those play, you want those guys to play as much as they can together, develop that chemistry and that rapport with one another. That's going to be the future of this team, for you know, for years to come. Um, and that that doesn't help when when players are getting hurt and you know they're missing time. It takes a little bit of a long a little bit longer uh, to kind of develop that bond, I guess, or whatever you want to call it. Um, so that in itself is is definitely is it's tough and like I said before too you don't want to see people getting hurt it's 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 not fun. No, and especially someone like I said, eighteen years old, um, yeah. already he was already starting to put it together as far as goal scoring. Like we had seen yeah. in recent games, he was starting to score some really nice looking goals. By the way, too. Mm-hmm. So to see him go down like right at that moment, I went. There goes some of their offense on the top six. A top six guy, by the way. Yeah, you, you never want to see a top six guy, much less your number two pick. No, I know, and that's like we talked about it too. Just the hype around him, surrounding him coming into the year. Ducks fans were excited. I know, I know, they missed out on the Bedard sweepstakes, but that's a pretty good consolation prize you got in Leo Carlson. If 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 Bedard was the was the uh, was the top prize, you know, Carlson's a pretty good consolation pickup. If uh, if you miss out on those sweepstakes and the hype around him was real, yeah. we know that. I, I saw it from Ducks fans online. I saw it, uh, you know, listening to you and, and seeing what you had to say about it. You know, everybody was excited. Um, and that's just like takes the wind right out of the sails in so many more ways than one. It's I, crazy. I think but the hashtag sucks. is let the kids play. That's it. Yeah. Hey, you know what? And and us here in Calgary, we're not too far removed from from let letting the kids play. We wanted to see that for a long time with yep. uh, Sutter at the at the at the uh um you know calling the shots over here so that we we know that we know that feeling very very well that was us with dallas eakins the last few years like god let the kids play yeah it was a tough scene here with daryl sutter and and likewise for you guys with uh eakins not letting the kids play but seemingly both both squads in a better spot when it comes to uh youthful injection to the lineup Hopefully. Um, if Hopefully. you don't mind, we are going to head to the first intermission. So if you don't mind sticking sure. around. And if you don't mind, I'm going to talk about a couple of things. So stay locked in, folks. Now a word from Sleeper. That is right. Download the Sleeper app. Get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. This season can bring all sorts of possibilities. Maybe the Ducks could make a run at this. You never know. Sleeper is our number one Choice for daily fantasy sports and especially daily fantasy hockey. I don't know if you're a daily fantasy hockey kind of guy. I haven't really dabbled too much in in daily fantasy hockey, no. Well, all you got to do is pick guys like maybe a McTavish. Maybe you could, I don't know, maybe the bread man. Or players on other teams like some guy named McDavid. I guess he's good. I've heard that name before. Yeah. Just predict whether they'll record more or less than their sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, plus, minus, etc. And to win a hundred times bet on sleeper, correctly predict the outcome for eight player stats. That's three more than the players that should be on the ice. Use promo code. You like that? Use promo code locked on NHL and you'll get up to a hundred dollars back on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code locked on NHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. We are also brought to you by Logics Smarter Banking. All right, so this is actually really cool because Logics is a local bank 
in the Los Angeles area. And if you haven't checked out Logix yet, then, well, what are you all waiting for? Okay, I've had some hot takes on this show. My hottest take of the day, aside from injuries, is that the best lineup in the LA area right now is the lineup of auto loans at Logix. They start off at the top line with the proven and dependable new and used vehicle loans. Count on these guys to give you low rates and save you big time bucks. Second line, they've got an exciting new rookie sensation in their electric vehicle loans with super low rates and flexible payment terms. Let the electric vehicles out. Third line, they've got auto refinancing loans and lease buyout loans with these guys. Lower your monthly payments and get on the road to owning your car faster. I know it's a hot take, but no one can beat the lineup at Logix. Visit your local Logix branch right here in the LA and surrounding areas and let one of their amazing team members help you. Or just apply online with a little laptop at logixbanking.com forward slash car. That's logixbanking.com slash car. All right. Let's talk about the goalies, shall we? Let's. It's a big storyline in this game. Yeah. Now, the first goal let in by Lukas Dostal, that was kind of a softball. Just break down that goal really fast. Yeah, it was, you know, I think if you're going to give credit to anything, there's a, well, there's a couple things you give credit to. First of all, it's Nick Simone's first uh, NHL goal at 29 years old, which is awesome. It's not a great shot. and But you know what? At that point, you just you take them. You, they, they don't ask how, they ask how many at the end of the day. Um <laughs> And I think the, the the biggest part in that play was was the Connors area zone entry and then waiting for uh, reinforcements to show up. DeSimone's wide open on the blue line, uh, takes a shot. It gets past Ostal. He probably wants that one back. I yep. mentioned that. Not not the not the prettiest of goals to let in uh, from from that spot on the ice. Yep. And quick shout out, Nick DeSimone, first NHL goal. Congratulations to Nick DeSimone. I know. Goals fans <laughs> have not so fond memories of Nick DeSimone and me being the PA for the Coachella Valley Firebirds. Yeah, I have memories of Nick DeSimone <laughs> being a <laughs> pest course. for the Firebirds. Yeah, yeah. And he's he's taken advantage of his opportunity with the Flames too, which is good to see. You like to see yeah. uh, those players succeed. That's what it is. It's a story behind it. 29 years old. Yeah. He's been trying to break in the league for so long because of injuries. He gets a shot. And first career goal. So congrats to him on that. Yeah, I mean, of course. You know what? Lucas Dostal ain't getting that one back. He's not getting that puck back. No, no. And he probably doesn't want... I mean, he wants the save back, but he doesn't want that... He doesn't want to see that puck. And he won't have to because it's going to be on Nick Simone's mantle by yeah. the time he gets back home to Calgary. <laughs> um, but yeah, definitely wants that one back. But I mean... Aside from that... Aside from that, it wasn't really a bad game from Dostal. No, Dostal had to make a lot of saves on this one. Yeah. In fact, the shots on goal were redonkulous on this one. It was a lot to... <laughs> I say a lot to a little sometimes. In reality, shots were only 44-27 to 27 in favor of Calgary. Yeah. 43... I'm oh, sorry, 41 out of 43 for Lukas Dostal, one being an empty netter. Mm-hmm. But Dostal looked pretty impressive, and I know Dostal has had kind of an up and down year. John Gibson was out because you know birth of a new baby, and also congrats to John Gibson. Mm-hmm. Um, he and his wife—I think that's her third kid already. I think that's what the broadcast said. So too. Yeah, congrats, 
congrats to Gibby on the birth of their new child. So Dostal gets a start. I still think Dostal could be the number one goalie down the line for the Ducks because aside from that one goal, he looked amazing on this one. Yeah, he did. It, it was one of the things that stuck out the most to me in this game. You and I talked about it too. It probably without him is like a six or seven nothing game in, in favor of Calgary. Yep. Um, he didn't really get he didn't get much run support to, to steal a baseball term, but he also didn't get much uh, much much defense help either. Um, look, this was a good game for the Flames. I think they looked really good from from start to finish. Um, so that's probably another reason why maybe they exploited a little bit of the defensive struggles for the Ducks. Um, but you know, without Dostal and Net, he th- this is a much much different game. I think it, it was uh, it was a lot of pressure from Calgary at various parts of this game. A lot of shots, as you mentioned. And uh, I know you have a stat in front of you. I just know you have a stat in front of you yep. that has something to do with high danger chances. Um, we'll get to that in a second. So okay, um, okay. one site that I like is Hockey Stat Cards. I go to this site once in a while if there's what I think is an amazing goalie performance. So on Hockey Stat Cards, Luke Ash Dostal got a game score of 2.84. That's the highest out of everyone else, including Jacob Markstrom. Because expected goals were like 5.8 to 1.8. So Markstrom's score was a 1.8. Dostal's 2.8. That's so good. Dostal had him. It could have been 5 nothing, 6 nothing. But here's my high danger stat according to Natural Stat Trick. High danger chances, obviously in favor of Calgary. Mm-hmm. 21 to 7. Yeah, that's that. If you watch that game, like even slightly, you would probably be able to come up with the assessment that the Flames and and this isn't even me being a homer. It's just the fact that you know the Flames were were the better team tonight, um, and it was indicative of the score. It was indicative of the of the way they played. Um, you probably could come up with that assessment, you know, even if you just watched a couple minutes of this game. <laughs> Dostal got peppered a lot in this game. Um, I think you mentioned before that there was at least one or two breakaways that a certain player that's making $10.5 million probably could have gotten if not for the amazing goaltending of Lukas Dostal. I see your face. You know who yep. I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. The $10 oh, yeah. million dollar man on the third line. Yeah, the elephant in the room here in Calgary and Jonathan Huberto. Uh to save everybody a long story of me just venting and complaining about how bad it's been. Uh, I'll just spare you the details and say, if you go back and watch the highlights of this game, there's a couple of good chances uh, for Jonathan Huberto. One of them was, uh, I think he shot it pretty much right in his glove. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other one was a, a pretty good save from Dostal as well. Um, semi breakaway too. If I remember yeah. Correctly. Yeah. It was, it was a semi break. He was coming up on the left side. Um, I think there was a trailer. I, I don't remember which duck it was that was in pursuit of him. There was a couple um, of trailers. Yeah, yeah. So he wasn't a full break, but a partial break in which Dostal stood tall. And yeah. Um, yeah, it was just it was it was a good game for him. It wasn't a great game for number ten in uh, in in the white Calgary sweaters. Nope. So Dostal keeping Hooby snake bitten. That's on, right. On yeah, we'll use snake bitten. That's that's the for for this game. That's the term yeah. I'm going to use. Is snake bitten applicable for what are we at now? Almost 120 games with this. <laughs> I'm trying to be nice here. Okay, okay, okay. Then we'll we'll, we'll stick with the nice train. 
I've I've covered this Ducks team for the last five seasons. Trying to stay positive is probably something I'm all too familiar with. <laughs> I should take some notes out of your book then, because I feel like it's going to be a tough five years coming up here for the Calgary Flames. But yeah, the goaltending on both sides was amazing. I mean, Dostal yeah. obviously, and I'll at least give credit. It was a shutout on the other side for Jacob Markstrom. His 200th, I believe, correct? Yeah, 200th career win. Uh, third Swede to uh, to get 200 career wins. Oh, God. In Who's show. the other two? Um, Lundquist? Yeah, it's got to be Hank. And... Ooh, who's the other Swede? Uh... You know what? Here's what we'll do because we're, all, we're up against it. While yeah. I do my next read... You can do some research, see if you could figure out the other two Swedish goalies that have more wins than Jacob Markstrom. So while he's looking that up, we'll talk about something that I'm going to rant about on the other side. Now, a brief word from eBay Motors. All right, folks. Passion, drive, patience. Patience underlines Ducks fans. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors... You're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Please bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusion supply. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. Before we head, before we into the break, Adi, did you happen to find the answer to our kind of question? I did. Did you want to take a stab at it, or do you want me to just so give it to you? One of them is Lundquist, right? Lundquist is the other one. Jacob um, Markstrom is is the second. Who is the other or, one? Or I guess third. Because I'm probably not going to um, guess here. A former Edmonton Oiler and New York Islander, Tommy Solo. Ooh, wow. Yep. 200 and... Oh, I just lost it. 206. Six, I believe. 210. 210. I have not so thought the, about that name in a long time. He is the second most uh, wins. So 11 more career wins for Jacob Markstrom will uh, put him in sole possession of second from Swedish-born goaltenders. Yeah, but he ain't touching Lundqvist. <laughs> no, God, no. Ain't nobody's touching Lundqvist in, in, in that country for a while. No, there's a reason they call him king. He was quite good. He, he was very good. I mean... You know, good against both of our respective teams. That's right. <laughs> he made a fool of all of them. Yeah, he made a fool of the Ducks numerous times. I could wax poetic about that. But <laughs> this is the part, since I have you here from the Steve Dangle Podcast Network, this is mm-hmm. the part of the podcast where I'm going to rant for a solid minute. <sighs> the Anaheim Ducks are probably the most undisciplined team in the National Hockey League 
this season, uh, not probably, most definitely the most undisciplined team this season. They lead the league in minor penalties. They lead the league in penalty minutes. They also lead the league in too many men on the ice. Learn to count. One, two, three, four, five. That, that's it. Stop Stop at five. No, no six. No, five. This is what happens. This is a signal for the refs when they say too many men on the ice or too many men on the ice. For those of you refs that know both hand signals, no, this is the one we're familiar with. Too many men on the ice. Six men. Stop counting a six. Count to five. This is not Monty Python and the Holy Grail. One, two, five. Three, sir. Three. Lob the holy hand grenade of Antioch because holy cow. They did it again. And what happened immediately after that too many men penalty, Audi? What happened? Yes. Uh, Elias Lindholm scored on the power play. Just a few seconds after that yeah. penalty was called, Flames scoring the power play. It was a nice play, by the way. It was a good play. It was it a was. good play. But they should not have taken that penalty. That's, no, the, that's, that's the kind of stuff that takes you from zero to pissed off in about 2.8 seconds. Or I guess 16 yeah. seconds in this case. Yeah, you and I talked about it before too, just about how avoidable they are. Like it's it's the laziest, you know, you and I talked about it as one of the laziest penalties you can take. One of them? Uh, it has got to be the laziest penalty you can take. The most avoidable penalty that you can take. Just frustrating. It's 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 not fun when your team is assessed a too many men on the ice penalty because it's so avoidable mm-hmm. and it's just it's it's a damper and and to get to 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 be scored on for too many men on the ice is just a dagger in the chest. Yes, I did go from zero to pissed off watching this game. And also, this might go into a different topic that we haven't talked about yet, but I'll bring it up now. I'm sure you noticed that the fans were chanting, ref, you suck, after a certain point in the game, say, end of the second period. Mm-hmm. Cam Fowler got tripped. Um, he did. He did. See, even you're saying he got tripped. Hey, look... I I used to be the biggest ref uh like truther out there, but it has just gone like officiating in this league has gone downhill so fast. Yeah. And that that was a trip. I, I will give it to you, Ducks fans. That was a trip. So I'll even ask you this. That trip wasn't called, but the Ducks had already committed a number of penalties that were dumb penalties. Um, do you think the I guess lack of calls on one side might be because the Ducks are already taking too many stupid penalties even before that. It shouldn't be that way, but it it, it could be. It, it shouldn't be that way. Like, in my opinion, you call a game based on, you know, what you see. It's not a matter of makeup calls or, um, you know, you're taking too many penalties, so we're not going to reward you with one. I think it should be cut and dry. It never has been, and it never will be. That's the nature of this game and the nature of its of its officials, right? It's, right. it's been but like to your this point, forever. Like you just said, the officiating has gone down the toilet this Not season. Good. Not good. And the Ducks might be the biggest victims in that because there was definitely that trip on Cam Fowler that didn't get called. Mm-hmm. There was another one in the third that also didn't get called. And I could see Cam Fowler looking like he was ready to kill someone. At yeah, that point of yeah. The game. No, your 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 comment about the Ducks being undisciplined is true, but it shouldn't be an indicator as to whether or not they are awarded power plays 
going forward. Right. Which, 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 yeah, I, I don't agree with any of that. I know that there was, uh, I think it was, was it Tim Peel who got canned for the whole makeup call comment? Yep. Um, yeah, that's that, that kind of stuff is just, it's, it's BS in my opinion. Makeup call, like just call the game honestly and you won't have to ever worry about makeup calls. Just call the, the game for what you see and what it's worth. The fact that they even happen, like the makeup calls yeah. even happen, even if the refs can't help it, like the refs do notice when one team gets more penalties. I mean, you and I have both been around hockey for a while. You've seen it in junior leagues. You've seen it mm-hmm. up in Canada. We see it down here where the refs, when they get the score sheet, they notice, oh, we may have given one too many goals to this side. We probably could have you know, avoided this one or could have given this one. I'm just saying, like, from a perspective of being on both, like, on one side of it, it does happen. Yeah. It absolutely does. For sure it does. And it's, yeah, it's, I don't know. My opinion will always be just call it for what, what you see. If if you're giving out a lot of penalties, it should be because there's lots of infractions. It mm-hmm. shouldn't be because uh, you have to make up calls or you have to, you know, uh, uh, p- please these people because, you know, oh, called a couple over here yeah you know that little slash in the hands that might not be a penalty or that little you know the hook the hook that Kadri took is a prime example of one that you know i would say is is a coin toss that was a such a coin toss penalty because, i think my exact words were the, for half, that yeah half the league won't that's why when Kadri went to the box he did this i think because you know what he probably was like yeah i get it because Fifty percent of refs will call that. The other fifty percent will just let that play continue. Mm-hmm. And I remember a time when a hook used to be you get your stick in and you actually hook someone. Um, that was borderline. That if anything, that was a slash. I think. Yep, and that um, brings up something else. Could that have been a makeup call for earlier? Because Kadri himself got slashed by Frank Toronto earlier in the game on another kind of like he barely tapped him on the hand. And I could see the look on Frank's face, like for that. Yeah, it could have been, and that's uh, it's unfortunate if that was the case because it shouldn't have to get to that point. Nope. You and I both know that. Nope, it shouldn't. It sucks that it still happens. Yeah. But it shouldn't. But that no, still doesn't excuse the Ducks from taking too many penalties, mm-hmm. being undisciplined, and good lord, please no more too many men, please. Hey, at least you guys killed off that five on three. Four minutes. That six minutes. Minor. It was six minutes. Six minutes, yeah. Because Henrique got the tripping call. And then right at the end of that trip, Gudis got the one for high sticking, but high he, made Connor, he made Connor Zeri bleed his own blood. Yes. So <laughs> He did. He did. But you got the kill there. I mean. Whoopee. Doesn't, doesn't excuse the too many men. Uh. <laughs> it, doesn't, it also doesn't excuse seven power play chances for the Flames. Seven. Yeah, that was that was tough. And hey, you know what? The Flames power play hasn't been nothing to gloat about lately either. They get one tonight, but yeah. Aside from that, not not a big threat, really. By the way, seven, two more than five. <laughs> yeah, uh, that that yeah, that's right. You yeah. stop there, and that's what you get. If you ever see a ref do this, you know you screwed up. Yeah, there's something terribly wrong. Yeah, that's that's why they have this other penalty. <laughs> I've been oh, at this way too good. long. Yeah, I hear you. Um, any final thoughts on this game before we wrap up for the week? You know what? It was it was a fun game, I will say. I know that maybe not for Ducks fans. I thought, i, I got to be honest with you, at the beginning of this game, I thought this thing had the makings to be a tight, 
uh, a tight full 60 game. Like mm-hmm. it looked like it was going to be a fun clash between these two uh, teams that have so much history in this division together. Um, it just didn't end up being that way that the, the wheels fell off for the ducks. The flames continued to keep their foot on the gas, which is something they're notorious for not doing mm-hmm. um, all in all from a flames perspective. That's a good road win from a ducks perspective. There's a lot of things to clean up. I'm surprised the Flames scored first in the first period when their goal differential in the first period is a minus 14. That I was I'm shocked. Surprised, I'm surprised they held on to a lead going into the third period, which is something that they don't often do either. I know. I've seen a couple of those games. Not fun. Not, Not for fun. You. Try talking about them for a living. Hey, 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 hey. Less hey. Fun. Yeah, hey. We can relate to each other here. Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh good. Adi, where can the fans find you on the socials and where can they find your work and all that jazz? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter or X or whatever the heck it's called this week, um, at Audi James. Um, you can find all my content there as well, uh, SDPN Sports um, on YouTube, on TikTok, all that fun stuff on Twitter as well uh, for Game Over Calgary. And if you're a fan of any of the other Canadian teams, we do all Canadian team Game Over shows. So uh, lots of really talented hosts and shows over on uh, SDPN. So you can find my work and the work of all my colleagues over there. And you can find me on the site formerly known as Twitter at StimpyJD and the show's Twitter's at LO underscore Ducks. And if you want to drop me a line, you could email me at LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. I'll open up the mailbag when I feel like answering angry questions because I, I know that's what it'll be next time. Angry questions. So yeah. LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. Um, this site is free and available across all platforms, including Stitcher, the Spotify, Odyssey, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. By the way, we're ad-free on Amazon. So if you don't like those pesky ads, Amazon, and also on the YouTube. So you could check us out there and also on SiriusXM. So be sure to check us out there. And I will give a brief shout out here to the Locked On Sports National YouTube channel. Hey, we have a 24-7 streaming channel. You know that, by the way? Yeah, I think I heard something about that. Yeah, it's all the shows, all the collective 24-7 on YouTube. We're streaming, so check us out there. And oh, I also have to mention, we are going to have a special show on Christmas Eve. For those of you that are familiar with the show, it's a tradition that I've done the last four years. And the tradition will continue this year. Tradition! With that being said, I'm going to watch The Sound of Music, I guess. Adi, <laughs> thanks a lot for having me on, and thanks for joining in the madness. Oh, thank you, man. It's a, It was a lot of fun. I appreciate it. Yep, and might want to get another Flames jersey for Christmas, by the way. I don't think I have enough. No, I think you got to get the Winter Classic. Or, sorry, the Heritage, Heritage Classic. Classic. Hey, if, if I've been good enough this year, I'm sure Santa will, uh, will, will put one under my tree. Yep. Once again, thanks a lot. Thank you. And thanks to all of you for watching. This is Jason Katie Hernandez, and that's Audie James saying, please remember to be kind out there. Um, Be safe out there, especially on this Christmas season. And ducks fly together. Quack, quack, everyone. 